I'm shaking away. You're only supposed to shake once and like let them fizzle out. <laughs> no, no, we got to do this. You're the like wrong shaking a paint can, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I'd like, they're happy about this process and they're just mad. They're going everywhere out of this cricket cage. It looked like Armageddon of bees. I've never seen so many bees in my life. And I was like, oh, I'm going to die. Buckle up. You're listening to Terminal Exchange. Hey everyone, I'm Philip Adams, and this is episode 53 of Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of Nussbaum Transportation. Last week, we shared the first of a two-part feature exchange with Nussbaum driver Mike Stumrider. And I have to apologize for the inexplicable overuse of bee puns at the end of the last episode. I just couldn't help myself. So please accept my sincerest apologies. Now with that, I'm vowing to keep the bee puns at a minimum. In fact, I'll limit myself to just the title of this episode. In this exchange, Mike shares all about his experience getting started in the beekeeping and honey harvesting hobby and business. He's still fairly new to it, but uh, even in his limited experience, he's learned a lot and has plenty to share with any would-be beekeepers. He tells us of the ups and downs of his journey and has plenty of surprises and revelations along the way. Now, if you want to hear more about the big business that is beekeeping and bee pollination, be sure to check out the links in our show notes for additional podcasts and episodes that you can listen to as well. But first, we talk all about Mike Stumwriter's Class B license. Rick shared and suggested you as an interview just because of your hobby of beekeeping. And I was like, that's, that's a little different. It's, it's not a typical hobby to pick up. Uh, there's there's a lot involved in doing that. And yeah. How, um, how did you, you've been doing this for about a year, I think, right? Got started the, this past year in how, February. What, what got you into that? Um, we, we recently bought a house back about three, four years ago. Small little house, just me and my wife still to this day. I have no kids. We kind of raised our niece from zero to five and. Helped out my brother-in-law a little bit, and she's back home. Um, still kidless, so had no kids. Bought a little small two-bedroom house. Okay. Could we have gone bigger? Sure. It just invites unwanted guests. I want to live with you, and I'm, I'm too big-hearted to say no. <laughs> so is my wife, and we'll have so the whole no village. The we'll have the whole village, and kicking people out is not a favorite thing of me. Um, have a big heart, but then want them to go. It's, it's It plays on you. But got a little small two-bedroom house. Um, great, huge yard. Love having people. Love having cookouts in the summer. Cool. That's what we thought. Didn't take in. We're like, oh, it's a fenced-in yard. It's great. It's a small little house. We're in suburbs. We were out in the country. It drove us nuts. We're not really in the city. We have no neighbors to the back of us. Neighbors to the side of us are a little bit distance further away. So they're, we're still kind of on our own. We've got our own little place. Big yard. Great. Didn't think of after we move in. They, The people before us decided to outline the perimeter of the backyard in a very weird i guess landscaping way of putting wildflowers all around the perimeter of this fenced in yard okay um they just say 
at first hand, wildflowers just look like weeds. Yeah. I thought, I got a lot of trimming to do. I got to cut back on these weeds to make it look more susceptible. I like clean cut, organized. The landscape is just, you got to have it kind of picture perfect. They go through subdivisions and they're perfect. No, not my backyard. It's got wildflowers. Mowed them down, tried to chop them down. Tried to get rid of them the best I could just to, to make it look better. Not that they weren't pretty. They were great for about a year. Things were blooming. One would die off. Another would bloom. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Very cool. The fizzle, fazzle died out. My wife was like, oh, I love them. She's picking flowers for the first year we're at the house. She's in love with the wildflowers. Two years, not so much. We're not picking so many flowers. We're, we're kind of lost this patina, you know, going out there picking flowers. It's not happening no more. Finally, she's like, just kill them off. Just, I don't care. I'm, yeah, you're right. I'm sick of this mess. It just it looks <laughs> like overgrown weeds. It looks like we don't take care of anything. It, okay, I, I'm good with some of it. Keep some of it for privacy and stuff like that so i effortlessly no action was taken because i only made it worse hey the wildflowers if they had a voice just laughed they said ha 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 try killing us and they came back with a vengeance not only did we notice different ones popping up at different times of year i think i made more i don't know if that's possible but there was more intriguing of things popping up we didn't have that flower before we didn't have that flower before that flower is a new flower this flower is an it's just unreal i'm just like at my wits and i go you can't beat him you might as well join <laughs> pondered the idea we used honey in a recipe got to the store and it was seven eight dollars for a little jar of honey used almost the whole thing i go that one ingredient was more than the meat that we put into the meal that we're i forget what meal we're yeah. making but i was just fathom i was like it's got to be expensive for a reason. It's got to take a long time to make. It's got to be a pain in the butt to make. It's got to be over the top hard to get or obtain because it's got to be it's high price. That's why they're paying high price. You can't you just can't get it on a snap of a finger. It's not like picking cucumbers or tomatoes. They're mm-hmm. cheap. Why? Because everybody can do them. No one has a hard time getting tomatoes. Um, honey, on the other hand, it's high priced. I got flowers. What like flowers? Bees like flowers. What do bees make? They make honey. Aha, epiphany. I'm going to get honey. I did not do it for pollination of the farmers. That comes later. All the other stuff was just a side benefit. I was like, wow, yeah, I don't mind doing that, you know. And then learning that there's a downsize on pollinations. Uh We lose bees. The downside of it is we lose everything, people. It's it's amazing. And we're going to link to a podcast that I listened to a while back on the, the, the industry of bees, because I, I found it really fascinating to find out just <laughs> how important they are yeah. to our society, everything that we do. To every, so to I, we'll, we'll, we'll link that in our show yeah, notes. Sure. But, uh, sure, definitely do, because um, I want to – I could spend all day on that too. But I'm not – going further into it, I would go, well, let's watch YouTube. Got kind of interesting. We missed – I think when we came up with it, we came up with it the summer before. Summer's not a time you want to start bees. Just you miss everything you should have done prior. So you're kind of jumping in the middle of the season. We didn't want to jump in the season. We wanted to get it full bloom right off the bat, right at the beginning, the best start we can get out of this. How do we do this? We watch little YouTubes. Can't, we know now at our age not to believe everything on YouTube. 
There's YouTube for everything. There's YouTube how Phil make a better podcast probably right now. There is, and I mean it can be done. Yeah, but. yeah. I'm 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 <laughs> sure somebody's already figured that out. The drivers, you know, we've we've teamed up against and how can Phil make a better podcast? So it's out there just I'm waiting for somebody to come in and just try <laughs> to take this over. But needless to say, we were watching it. Got some information. Some information is good. And nowadays I can tell you if you want to learn how not to do something in beekeeping, watch YouTube. <laughs> I, I find out more don'ts than I do the do's in there. There are a few things you can pick up. There are a few good blo- blogs on there that you can yeah, you can take as a word of advice. And the comparison to beekeeping and trucking is great for you. Walked into a meeting, getting started on this, and the guy that was given to the president of the association said, he goes, he goes, and beekeeping, you can ask a beekeeper, 10 beekeepers are going to give you 12 different answers. I go, huh. <laughs> It's kind of like trucking. <laughs> I, go, I go, you asked me how to get to Atlanta. I'm going to tell you how to go to Atlanta. Yes, the next truck driver out there, he's going to tell you a different way to get to Atlanta. He's going to, another driver's going to tell you the prettiest, not the quickest way, the shortest <laughs> way, the longest way, or how you want to get to Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, I was like, it's great. It's like trucking. I mean, you can. <laughs> Perfect parallel. And we always know the answer. I'm surprised Trump doesn't get kicked off his podium in the election from a truck driver because I don't know why we don't have a truck driver president yet. We know it all. And if we don't know it all, we will ask another fellow trucker that does know it all. I mean, it, it just goes hand in hand. Just I fill mean, the entire cabinet with truck drivers. Yeah, I mean, we don't need a Republican side or, or a Democratic side or an independent side. We just need a truck driver side. I mean, you hear it every day. I mean, on the news, you, know, you, you get on the, on the trucking channels, on the Sirius radio. And know exactly we, how to take it. We know exactly how to fix the whole world. This is what's wrong with the world. This is what people are doing. It drives me nuts. Yeah, it will. Well, on that, on that note, but uh, I need to say back to back to beekeeping, like I said, going down the wrong rabbit hole again. Um, <laughs> beekeeping was interesting. Went to their first bee meeting, sat there just like salesman. I I thought the pitch was there for, we go in, I told my wife, this, we're going to start slow. We're going to take it nice and easy. We're not going to jump head first into something we don't know a whole lot about. We got YouTube information. We're confused a lot about what's going on on YouTube. Let's get this all straightened out. Go to be associated meetings. She's a member. I'm not because I can't always make the meetings. Walk in. Starts off. He starts talking about, you're going to need two eyes. I'm like, here goes the money out the window. This is not becoming a normal, cheap little hobby that we're just going <laughs> to test out anymore. And yay or nay this by the by the first end of the, of the season. I was like, you know, that was my thought. Started out slow. See how we are at the first year. Where is this going to lead us? Um, by the time we were done with that meeting, it lasted about an hour. I was convinced, looked at the wife, I go, we're going to need two. We're going to need two hives. I was like, hate to say this. I walked in here and I, you know, I looked at her, I kicked her, I go, this Guys, you know, it's like it's a car salesman. You need two cars. You don't need one pickup. You need two, <laughs> Phil. You don't need, you know, you know I was like, I, I go, he's right. I go, you, you're going to have to need two because why you need two is the simple fact you need to compare. You have one hive that does, let's say you have one hive, does bad. It dies out. What'd you do wrong? The cold to get to them, the weather, did they not have enough sunny days? Did they not eat right? Did they not have food? Did, what happened to them? Really can't tell. You get two, now you can compare. They're both sitting side by side. They're equal as far as habitat-wise and, and surroundings. One slows up, one slows down. And they did, right off the bat. We noticed this one wasn't, uh, it was going, but it was taking its time. It was in the easy chair compared to the other hive was just going like mad. 
night and day. Totally different hives. Green and yellow hive is what we were calling them and comparing them all, 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 all season long. That's where we got the hives. Uh, start that out. Everybody asks, oh, how many bees are in there? How do you get started? Uh, most expensive part is woodware, frames. Everybody's kind of aware of frames. Bee boxes, they go from deeps. You need shallows. You need a, a tier of boxes is how they go up. I mean, your supers are considered where they store the honey. Your brood boxes are where they lay eggs, make bee bread, make the babies, and the queen stays in those boxes. She doesn't go up to the super where this honey is actually stored. Um, as I say, get started, you get a three-pound package of bees. They come in what I would compare to as a cricket cage. Mm-hmm. has a small coffee can in the center of it, which is filled with the syrup. It's their food. Queen's in a cage. She's been mated. And she's been marked so she can find because she blends. She's bigger. There's there's certain traits to a queen. But to me, to somebody untrained eye that does not know about bees, you'll never find her. You'll yeah. be there all day thinking that might be the queen and it'd just be a large bee. Yeah. So she's in a cage. She's got a little little marker on the back of her with a with a with a paint marker that they marked on her. So usually a dominant color, like a, a neon green or something, I think it was this year. They need to let her out. It's not for sure that you're gonna have a colony. They reject that queen. Colony's queenless. They're going to make a queen. She won't be mated. Starts a whole big mess. It, I haven't had that happen. Knock on wood, luckily both are. Queens were accepted into both their colonies that they came with, the mated queen. She couldn't lay right away because there was no comb drawn out. So she just kind of roamed around for a couple of days and demanded them to build cells, the workers. So. <laughs> Imagine how that you build now. I, I need to lay in, and in comparison with that, they're in three pound packages. Each each hive had three pound package. In the three pound package, there's ten thousand bees. So the fathom of bringing twenty thousand bees. bees to my backyard when people are most likely to say, "I don't want to deal with any of them bees. I don't want to have one bee in my backyard." I'm embracing twenty thousand. <laughs> the fathom look, of that just sounds that. insane. It does, and, <laughs> and I and I felt the same way. It didn't dawn on me. We had to drive from. I live in Papa, and we had to drive to Manuka to go get these bees. And it didn't fathom me. I'm just driving along. I'm looking at my wife. I go, you know what? How many bees are in a three pound package? Like what? A thousand bees? You know? I mean, I know they're small. They're, they're, you get a lot for for poundage. You know. She's looking it up on Google, you know, the answer to everything in life. She <laughs> looks it up and approximately 10,000 in a three pound package. I go, so do the math quick. We're going to put 20,000 bees in our backyard. I just looked at her and I go, the fathom of not even going into the backyard yet. We've got to get them from Manuka to Papa. So now I'm driving and now it starts, reality starts hitting me. I'm going to put 20,000 bees in the <laughs> I got an SUV. I have no trunk. Did you almost turn around? Yeah, at that at that point before <laughs> seeing them, and I, I had the fear just like everybody else. I didn't come immune that I'm never going to get stung. I didn't have any fathom in that. I I embraced the fact that I'm going to get stung. I, my head was constantly geared to, "What are you stupid? What are you? What's wrong with your thing? You're gonna Some get sort of stung." Masochist. <laughs> there's no amount of clothing in my luck in my life that is going to stop that beast. Right. I could wear a lead vest, and it's not going to stop the bee sting. It's that they'll find they'll find it, and, and that, that, the true theory. We'll get to that here in a minute. But so we're I'm just like okay, we we get over to the guy and pick up this cricket cage, and they come from Georgia. The bees, the apiary, right. they don't they're not around here. There's not enough source to carry that many bees. So what he does, he has to bring them up in a climate controlled 
straight truck from Georgia. He has he has his bee farm down there, and he has a bee farm up here. And he brings him up, and he puts him out there, and they're in a cage, and it, it it's very interesting. I've seen some tubes on how they package bees and stuff. You can look that up, but they bring him in. I'm looking at the cage. I got two of these things, and he hands them to me. And I know he he just thought I was on my rocker because there's bees loose, and they get on the outside of it, and they're hanging on the outside of the cage, and most of them are inside the cage, and I'm looking at it going, there's a lot of bees were supposed to be in these cages. I'm looking at the cages, and I'm like, those bees is, because screens, screens can play tricks on your eyes, you know, looking at a screen, is that on the inside or on the outside of the screen? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm looking at him, and he, just, he smiles at me, he goes, you want me to brush those off before you put them in your car? I'm like, and I have them in my hand, I'm like, yeah, that'd be a good idea. <laughs> and I'm looking at him, I'm going, all these guys are not in their cages. I'm going, I'm going to go throw these in my car. What are you, what, are you insane? I go, this is just recipe right here. 101 stung is all I thought. Right. I, I was like, I have no remedy. I'm just going to be, this is one of these numbers going down the road. And I was driving for news, but I'm like, this is just going to pit Do me up Tommy boy. Yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent of Tommy boy going down. Ah, yeah. Leave the windows open just so the wind gets them and they don't touch us. Yeah, but he brushed them off. They all were in their cages. Didn't they actually were quite peaceful? They were balled around the queen. They wanted everything went good. Everything we uh, got home and they're wrecking. Was I get suited up? Get the bees suited up? And I go, this is where it gets tense. We gotta let the bees out of that box and in our our hives. It wasn't a great spring. It was cold. You mainly put spritzer bottle of sugar water on them. Slap them down to the bottom. What this does is makes them sticky. Just makes them like us. Makes them sticky, but they love being sticky because they'll eat it off each other. Hmm. Feed off you. They'll try to clean each other up. So they stay in more of a cluster when you try to put them in the box. I get back. I get to the bee master. I go, well, I can't put water on them. We know this already because it's too cold for water. He goes, yeah, don't spray them. Don't, just don't spray them. I, I'm, I'm trying. So step to, one, you're supposed I, to skip. I'm trying to. Yeah, we 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 skip step one of spraying. Exactly my point. And I'm looking at him going, and then, and, and then never came. And, and I'm like, and, and then and then and then. I mean, I, I mean, I was trying to get almost intrigued. I go, then what do you do? I mean, I'll just put him in a box. Just put him in, in. Okay. Everything comes back to the final. I'm gonna get stung. I mean, it went from not brushing them off, I'm going to get stung. Okay, now I feel a little better, I'm not going to get stung. Two, now we're just going to throw them in the box, and we don't even have any sugar to keep them occupied. I'm coming. (laughs) Source number one, I'm getting stung. Again, I'm back to being stung. This is not becoming really good. (laughs) The point from my point of view. What did you get yourself into? Yeah, so, needless to say, be suited up and insert them. Both of them got in there. Bees flying everywhere. I mean, it just looks like Armageddon. Yeah, and my wife's got her bee suit. She's got the camera out. She's looking at it. She goes, I'm getting bombarded over here. I'm shaking away. You're only supposed to shake once and, like, let them fizzle out. <laughs> no, no, we got to do this You're, the like, wrong shaking a paint can, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I'd like, they're happy about this process, and they're just mad. They're going everywhere out of this cricket cage. It looked like Armageddon of bees. I've never seen so many bees in my life, and I was like, oh, I'm going to die. And your neighbors are peeking out the window. And oh, yeah. What they were, did they, they did just unleash? Even, yeah. I can only imagine. And uh, did that to both highs. Everything went as planned after that now, point. I'm going to stop there. Did you inform your neighbors in advance that you were doing this? They were all tickled pink for one reason. They're going to get a great deal on honey. When's the honey coming here? I can't fathom how many times from the time that there was a long process that we 
first year beekeepers, it's always a myth that they say you won't get any honey because there's a lot for the bees to do from ground yeah, zero. So sure. if you just start out a hive, you have foundation on frames, but you have no comb. They need comb. They need comb to lay e- eggs. They need more bees. They need comb to put honey. They they have a lot of work ahead of them if you have nothing in that box. And you're losing a lot of product productation of honey they could be bringing in because they're working on building all that stuff out. doesn't take quite long, but it takes some time and you're losing out. Like this next year should be more prominent for our honey because we got comb built out. We're not starting from scratch. Going right. Um, yeah, my neighbors were. The, the one guy owns a lot of wooded area in back of us. The one neighbor's allergic, so I'm trying to keep peace with her. So she wasn't. She was like, "I love honey, but I'm allergic." And I was like, "Well, not gonna stop me from doing bees." And it's still one. I'm, I'm a little more at ease at that. I was really petrified with that. I go, oh, "Great, the first problem we're gonna have is with her. One bee floats over there, and she's gonna flip out, and we're never gonna have bees again." She's a really nice lady. She's not like that at all, and neither are the bees. The figment of imagination of even all that time that I threw him in there, didn't get stung once. I mean, <laughs> and and the bee suit is only a veil over the head and kind of a heavier jacket. Yeah. I mean, our car hearts are probably heavier than my bee suit jacket ever will be. Just a pair of jeans. They could easily stung through the jeans. They could have came up through the jeans. There was plenty of times, the areas that they could have stung. Yeah. And then there were just more of them like, what the heck is going on? You just shook our whole world upside down. Where are we going? You know, that still, so to speak. And they keep that same mentality. A bee won't sting because they're not suicidal. They die when they sting you. Stinger goes into you. They lose the stinger. It pulsates. It puts venom in there. The best thing to do is don't don't grab it. Don't rub it. Don't pat it. Don't, don't grip it with your hand or, or hold it or, you know, anything like that. Flick it out. Flick the stinger out. As fast as you can, if it's in a good spot, which it never is, but <laughs> you flick it out because you don't want the venom in there, and then you put smoke. The smoker is usually on hand when you're dealing with bees, and you smoke it to mask their pheromone that they just released from their stinger detaching from their body. So, because they basically just marked you. Oh yeah, you're target number one for the whole hive. You. Any guard bees, any attack bees are now, hey, guess what? There's prime target over intruder, intruder. We're going to attack. They go on defense, but You're more likely going to get stung again. It's not a vicious attack. You got a little bit of time. I mean, it doesn't happen instantly. But if you were just to walk around with a stinger in you and venom, yeah, you'd be be marked enemy number one. You would definitely get another bee sting probably shortly after that one in pretty similar spot. That's fascinating. (laughs) It's all I'm guessing. I try to get... Usually take a break if I get stung. I compare the pain to a mosquito bite. It feels like that that sharpness of a pain when you get actually can feel a mosquito bite. Get yeah. It's a little more fierce than that, but it doesn't have the venom a wasp does. Yeah. A wasp, like we talked yesterday, yeah, got we were you talking on about your that. ear. Um, if, there, if, it's inc- if it's incited in pain right away and not more of a mosquito bite. I, I say it like a mosquito bite because I'm like kind of downplaying it a little bit. It's a little harsher than a mosquito bite. Sure. But if there's any antagonist pain, you go, ah, that, that really hurt. I can't stand that. that. That's insane. More than likely, it's a wasp. Wasp can sting more than once. And I'm a true believer. I had comparison back to back. I got stung by a wasp one day, and I got stung by a bee the second day. And I could compare them. I go, I never want to get stung by a wasp ever again. <laughs> I go, bee, bring, bring it on. I go, I, I, I have a little extreme swelling from it, so I could be mildly allergic to it. My wife is yeah. not. She'll flick the thing out. She'll have a yeah. thing of a mosquito bite on her arm. I hate it because 
she always puts me in the front line to get stung, and she's less horrific <laughs> than I am. And I'm like, oh, my, we, go we figure. Just, the heck with it. We'll just go get stung. <laughs> what kind of insurance policy you got on you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's in, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm not afraid of no bee. Ow, ow. You want, you want to see me afraid of something? Let me get bee stung. I, I'm not afraid of it, but you want to see a dance that's never been invented yet. <laughs> But so you have been stung stung multiple times. Yeah. And, and, you know, for our first year, I want to say four or five times this year. But that's it. That's it. Out of those bees. and Out of 20,000 bees, four or five times, half a dozen. Well, it gets worse. You mentioned I wish it was 20,000 bees. Okay. That was a three-pound package that I put in that died in a month. Okay. (laughs) I didn't get into that story a little bit. The three-pound package we put in. Bees, not the queen, but the bees themselves only in the summertime will last about 21 days. So they're done. The life cycle starts out. They work. They pretty much work themselves to death. They never stop working. Yeah, I hate to be a bee because they don't ever get a day <laughs> off. It just right from from minute of birth, they're cleaning out their birth hole. They're 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 repairing it. They're, For anyone that hasn't seen bee, a bee movie, yeah, it, it's, it's, never, kind of, it's it's funny. It's cute. Yeah, you know, how they go through that like. You know, that first day, you know, graduate kindergarten, high school, and now you get your job all in like an hour. <laughs> it's exactly how it happens. And it's funny that you mentioned that. Yeah. It's exactly how it happens in a, in a hive. They just never stop working. That's why their life's so short. The queen itself um, can lay up to 3,000 eggs a day. And she can live anywhere in the proximity to three, four years. I'd like to see one live three, four years without. I think they live that long. When they go, they go elsewhere. We've had both our hearts swarm, so we don't no longer have the original queen that we had hmm. started out with. We went months, so I know we didn't have the original bees in there. The queen itself, like I said once again, yes, the beekeepers can get a thousand different answers why why queen swarm. Swarming is one of the things they don't know. It happens for several reasons. So what, what does that mean when you say they, they swarm? Okay, a swarm happens when pretty much the queen is disrupted from her home. She doesn't like the home. She doesn't want to lay there no more. She doesn't want to be there. Or there's things called supersedure cells that the workers said, we don't like her no more. We're going to make a new queen ourselves and see how this goes. And that queen that's in there can go over and sting and supersede if that queen hatches out, there'll be two queens in a box. They'll battle it out or leave. One will say, hey, I'm not waiting around until she's hatched. I'm out of here. You made you made your decision. You're going to supersede me. I'm leaving. Told the rest of the bees. They're getting ready. They're on the outside of the box. They're going to go. She doesn't know where she's going to go. She's just like me in Colorado, kind of. We didn't know what we were <laughs> doing out there. She goes. She leaves. She takes half the bees with her, and they'll beard in a, in a a swarm, they'll swarm on a branch, on a tree, somewhere close. She can't fly because she's really heavy. She's still pregnant, and that's what makes her larger, and she's pregnant, and that's why you got cleaning scooter on the supers. She has some disadvantages of being a normal bee. So, But they still protect her. Like She's loyalty. She's she's the queen. Yeah. She, there is nothing higher than the queen in that hive. So she says she goes. It's like... I'm out here. Who's coming with me? They all, hey, we're not going to disappoint our queen. We're going with her. She's been good to us, so they fly with her. Now she gets in a tree. She goes, go find me a place to live. She stays in the cluster of the ball being protected. Scout bees go find anywhere they can to make a make a make a make a new home. You can catch it. Here's a trick: you you can catch that swarm out of a low branch tree. You can put it in a hive box. 
can't put it back in the same one. She'll reject it time and time oh. again. So it's not like, oh, you got out of your box. Let's throw you right back in your box. She'd be like, no, we just did this. We're going to do it again. <laughs> and she'll be out. She'll be swung right back out. And so you actually kind of got to displace her by putting her in a new box and putting her over here. I mean, she can't be in the same vicinity as the other one. Otherwise, some of the bees might go back. Yeah, it's talk about nerve wracking with throwing them all in there. I had to experience that. One swarm went to the top of the tree. I didn't have to mess with it. Thank God. First one I did. My wife goes, I walked outside. I was on the road. I, they're all over. It looks like Armageddon of bees when it happens. Yeah, yelled at my wife, Sherry. I go, Sherry! Comes out. What are they doing? They're everywhere. I mean, everywhere. There's just a storm of bees in my backyard. I mean, there's just, you You could swat up and you could grab probably five of them. Wow. They're just going everywhere yeah. in haywire. I go, what are they doing? She goes, oh, they're swarming again. Because she was home when they did this, so she knows exactly what they were doing. She goes, you need to follow them. And they're everywhere. I'm like, follow what? I go, I, see, I just see this clays of bees just flying all over the place. And finally, you get to looking at the trees. She starts, she goes, look at the trees. Where, where are they going? Where are they hovering around? And soon enough, you just start seeing them collect them. It happens fast. It, it happens about 15 minutes. So wow. They'll calm down. They'll be in a cluster, and you won't see any other bees in the sky. And you have this cluster of bees. I can deal with them on the frame, got over dealing with them in the frame and the boxes and all that. Now they swarm them. Like, new, new episode here. They're in protective mode of the queen. Way to get them down. Take a five-gallon bucket. Scoop up underneath the, the swarm. Shake them down into the bucket. And some of them are going to fly. A lot of them are going to drop because they're clustered. And I don't know what's going to go on. It's kind of like an earthquake. They're going to fall yeah. into the bottom of the bucket. Hopefully they... Crashed onto the queen. She's in the bottom of that bucket with the cluster of bees. Throw them on the ground like on a sheet or a tarp, and hopefully the queen will crawl into that hive box, making that her new home. You kind of expediated her moving plans. Yeah. And get in this box. Don't go anywhere else. And <laughs> fingers crossed that she goes in there, and if she goes in there and she starts making it home and says this is suitable, they'll stay in there. The rest of the, the in about an hour or so, they'll probably calm down and they'll, Move into the high box. Never had that luck. We got the bees down. We threw them in a box, and they didn't like that box. They they stayed there for oh, 10 minutes, and they moved their venture onward to, yeah, there's no GPS on them. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I give up. You win. I, I mean, we got trees all around. It would, it would be, yeah. We'd be scoping the neighborhood for hours to figure out where they went, how they went. We just had to let it be. Um, nature of that is there's usually a queen in there or we hope they supersede and when the hatch is out, when she hatches out, it's interesting because now she's not made it. She's just a queen. She's marked that as, Hey, this is my hive. She'll take flight cause she's not impregnated yet. And she'll take drones, which are male bees, not worker bees. And they will go, the association springs it as a bar. She'll go to the bar with a bunch of guys. She'll get pregnant, and then they come back with her, and that's their job. A drone's job, male, you don't want to be a male bee. They, really, their their life is kind of great. They mate, they eat, and they die. They're only jobs in the hive. Yeah. So that, that's kind of an easy job. I go, I go, I'm kind of jealous. That kind of, they, they get kicked out in the wintertime, I mind you. You say that, too. <laughs> so it is a totally woman's world. My, my wife calls them the girls. I have to agree with that because guys are not ruling any beehive there is around. Yeah. So 
yeah, it's it's very interesting. And then she sometimes may may or may not come back because there's a lot of ifs about this. She's got to fly out. She's got to get made in. That process usually probably happens, but now she's got to fly back. A lot of variables in this is done in nature and wild. Hope there's no rainstorm. Hope she doesn't go somewhere else to make home because she's going to have some drones with her so she can start laying eggs because she's already pregnant. Hopefully she comes back to that high. Yeah, you usually do. We got lucky, knock on wood, all the swarms. And by the time winter hit, we had two highs still going. Don't ask us if we knew there was, we knew queens because we haven't seen her, but there's tall tales that you can see eggs and then you know. There's other ways that you don't have to hands on visually say, ah, there's my queen, I'm done. Tall tale signs, you got eggs, you got brood, you got other signs that there's yeah. a queen in there. Thank God we, we did. We, we had. Both highs going in the winter. Up to about a month ago, we did lose one of our highs. Mm. We've got to recolonate, meaning we got to go back to the package idea that I just mentioned. There's 10,000 yep. bees. They got a jump start. They got a home to go into this time. So Right. A little bit more ready. Yeah, key, turnkey for We're them. hoping to keep <laughs> Green Hive alive. Green Hive is our winner right now. Um, that one stays. I want, We already ordered two packages of bees, so we go on to a third hive. Brand new third hive if the green one stays, so. Went from hobby to not hobby to small business, as you seen me yesterday. Because you honey. now um, do have some honey, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we ended up, uh, long story short, uh, we ended up uh, this year, like I said before, you're not supposed to get any honey. We ended up with close to 90 pounds of honey out of our first year. That sounds really significant to me. Master came over. We had questions on swarming and, of course, the original problems that come up. And, and, you know, and lucky you was close. He's only about 10 miles away. Um, he lives out of rural land, and he was just floored. He goes, you got how much honey? And it's not even the end of the honey flow. It's There's still more honey coming. And he goes, I need to bring my hives over to your yard. He, he goes, this is unfathomable. <laughs> and you're doing it right. He's like, he's like, you guys are making this up. You're not getting nowhere near what you did. Yeah, we were. We got, I, I guess we're in a good area. Now, a little short story on this. When I mentioned the wildflowers, that's why I got the bees. Bees hate my yard. I, I swear they marked it to say, we are not going to eat where we live. They do not touch any of my wildflowers. There is a no. field of natural wildflowers about an uh, eighth of a mile down the road, a dead end street down the end of my block. And they go there. My, huh. wi- my wife has actually tracked them and, and gotten a visual and followed them as far as they can. They go down to prairie grass and open field and has wildflowers. Go figure. I fail again. So how are your wildflowers doing? I fail again is what my point is here, (laughs) Phil, and I can't win against these. Anybody want wildflowers? I'm selling them. They're they're very cheap, actually free. How many do you want? I'll pull them by the roots if you want them. I mean, uh, I I don't win on this wildflower thing. That's the reason why I got a fruit. I got a pear tree. I got wildflowers i got i had roses i got a big uh what they call tulip tree it pools nectar in the flowers nothing to do with it yeah no crazy (laughs) (laughs) you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink you know since i've never done this but it seems to me the process of getting the honey then then from the hive what's that actually look like to to get the honey and be able to well um consume it that that's where it's been a really learning experience for us this year 
we got eager. We got overzealous that we were even getting honey. We're like, yes, we got honey. And I, sorry, I, I'm being selfish here. That's why I'm in it. I'm not in the pollinate the world. I know it's great. Like you said, you're going to put a little, little side note on there and everything. It is for that factor too. That's just the bonus of it. But I was after the honey. And sure. and if we could make a little money, I wasn't I wasn't being greedy to make this a, a my job. I wasn't ever going to plan on quitting Newsman on the honey um, <laughs> flow. Needless to say, I was thinking about this as a retirement program uh, project. You know, got to get into it now so I know what I'm doing when I'm retired. So I'm not spending a bootcut loads of money when I don't have a load of money coming sure. in, and this can sustain. I'll be probably at farmer markets and dealing with guys drinking coffee, hopefully down at the cafe, and seeing if they want any honey or you know. That was that was my deal, sure. and it's a, it's a once you're all set up, it's a pretty. Everybody asked me. I got asked last night when I was talking about it up in the lounge here at Newsbomb. Um, how do you find time to do the bees? We're on the road. How do you how do you find time to find it? Well, that's great. The bees do the work. I don't do the work. So it's pretty sustainable. It's sustainable. On, its on top of that, it's not. You're. I'm monitoring stuff so things don't go awry. I got to make sure they got fed. I make sure there's nothing going awry. If there's two queens in a box, I got to monitor that stuff. That's done on a weekend. It doesn't take time, especially with two. Now, if you had a bunch of hives, then it's going to get time consuming. You're not going to have the time, yeah. and it's going to play into. I don't have all the time to do this, but then get onto your note of the honey. Um, we're pulling frames. We're like I said. Overzealous. Yes, one frame, one frame of honey. We're gonna, we're gonna take this in. We're gonna get the honey out. We're gonna, we're just fathom it. Oh, we got two frames. We got three frames. One. We were doing this every weekend that I was home. Come home week, weekly or what? On the summertime, I like to be home every week. Um, pulling frames. It just got monotonous. I mean, it was taking up all weekend long. The time I got home, the time I had to go back out, it was just exhausting. I'm like. Is this what we got ourselves into? I don't want to do this no more by the time we're done harvesting honey. And we learned at the end when we just stopped doing it every weekend, and we learned from the bee meetings that could have told us earlier, you only harvest once, and you harvest whole boxes. I was like, that makes a lot more sense than doing it every weekend. Let's wait till there's a big supply and harvest it all once. Kind of like a field. We were picking ears of corn as they were popping up. Okay, You don't. Harvest Interesting analogy. The whole, yeah. whole field of corn one by one. You wait till the whole thing's done. You knock it all down. And dairy, same with honey. You wait till it's all there. You don't just, you can. I mean, that's one way of doing it. There's no right well, or and, wrong and doing it. And honey doesn't go bad. Right. It doesn't go bad. And if it's in the hive, it's being stored in its natural state. I mean, and that that's, it, people think there's a process in it. And they're like, oh, you got you to gotta pasteurize this. You got to do this. You got to do that, do that. Only thing we do is bleach all our all our equipment and sanitize water. Make sure it's up to date and sanitized. So there's nothing bacterial going on as huh? far as our equipment touching the honey. Because that's one thing we're big stickler. We lay down plastic to help catch any drips, plus all the bacteria on the floor or something. You know, we're to be on the floor and, and come up. It's done inside in my house and inside the kitchen. We wipe down everything we got, everything sanitized. On top of that, the bees have to be checked yearly by a vet to make sure there's no disease in the box or what what deal so, i didn't realize that was a thing yes <laughs> uh, yeah you have to be uh for apiary it's two or more hives which okay we got two more so hives, you're an apiary so, so you're an apiary <laughs> small apiary you may not be doing very good um you got to have a vet come out and check just to make sure you're not spreading bee diseases there's tons of them there's, you know, fascinating observing it and taking care of it and getting the honey you take the frames out you spin them 
and there's a big spinner. It looks like a giant kettle. Okay. Got a, got a couple like uh, cooking racks inside and holders like cradles, and you just it spins them around, and the centrifugal force spins them to the side, drips Gets down, the honey out. Okay. One way of doing it, um, we were just cutting it as a whole. My me and my wife when we first started, we couldn't figure out the spinner. I was spinning it up too fast. It was taking the comb and shooting it to the walls. It uh-huh. was making a bigger mess than what we planned on. The first one we did, we just cut it out. You could put it in a bag and strain all the honey. All the, you squeeze it out pretty much. You press all the honey. Right. Out. Okay. So all you're left is with a big ball of uh, big ball of wax. And all the honey is drained through, a, through. a filter bag, a coffee bag, a, a micro screen bag type deal. Yep. And that's another a formal way of doing honey. We got back to the association. With Everything we've gotten from the association has felt like it's came a daylight and a dollar short. <laughs> from what we, we get one of those, oh, now you tell us. Moments. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that help, guys. Oh, we weren't supposed <laughs> so, to. Okay. Yeah. So the, the, the important question then now is. Is it good? I haven't had a bad complaint yet, which is like I'm wood. We're we're gonna we're gonna keep going with with um, I'm a hundred percent. It's good because I haven't found a person that said it's bad unless they don't <laughs> like honey and and that, and the ones that don't like honey are just like no no thank you I don't want it. So I've, apparently if they don't like honey they're not trying it. So so uh, it's it, been one hundred percent one sided opinions I guess because everybody that buys it wants the honey. So I. So, I think it's great. My wife thinks it's great. Everybody yeah. I've given it to. It, have you guys been coming up, finding new, like, things to do with the honey, cooking-wise or anything? Uh, like? uh, un- unfathoming, the list goes on. As you see in the business card I have is, is I'll give it a shout-out for publicity. I haven't done it. Go for it. it. Do it. It's uh, Stumwriter's Goodies is what we call it. Like I said, it went from hobby, and it's no longer a hobby. It's now small business to slightly a hobby. The woodworking part, I think, is still a hobby because I still enjoy doing it, but. Everything from the honey, we call it Stumwriter Goodies. It's urban honey, which is a little side note. Actually, it's Stumwriter Goodies, raw urban honey. And I want to emphasize on the urban part compared to how I mentioned the beekeeper, the, the bee master that we're dealing with lives out rural area. Uh-huh. We live in town. And the difference between that we can call ours, ours honey, urban honey, why it's an urban and I thrive so much, and the reason why I may, I may have gotten so much honey on my first year is the urban bees will tend to go to mom pa's um, exotic flowers. They're daffodils they have potted out that are only going to last through the summer or pop up in the spring. You know, the the seasonal flowers that are out on their front porch and in their landscape, bees are attracted to them. They're going to go there. going to give you a sweeter taste and a different taste than being out on a bee that just has corn or soybean or has mm-hmm. pine trees around it. It's going to have a different taste. Than, and that all plays into the factor of honey. My honey is basically strictly wildflowers because you can't just name it household flowers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it comes from all over the flowers, yeah. but they're more urban flowers. They're more desolated. We don't have a lot of farm fields. There are farm fields outside of our town, but in the main half where they're, where they're foraging is trees that are in town. And household, you know, yeah. landscaping flowers that aren't found in wild that are more nectar filled, so to speak, more have more pollen in them. And they're just, it, that's what makes it so sweet. If you taste my honey, everybody's like, oh, wow, it's so sweet. It's so good. It has that taste to it. It just didn't plan on it. And that's well, why. Here, I, take, take my money. Take yeah, my money. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I feel that way. You know, and I'm not the best salesman. I, I really don't. I walk through like, I got done with you seen the box yesterday with Paige and 
I sold some on the page, and she's she's been a fanatic. She, every time I'm in here, she wants to learn more and more about bees. I I tell her every day. I go. I don't mean to hold her up because I feel like I took away from her work. <laughs> um, Brent, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interfere with uh, marketing people. But <laughs> that could be the disruption if they say Mike came in. You know, we were talking for a half hour. You know that yeah, we got it's done. the truth, Brent. I'm sorry, but <laughs> they might have to get him a second lunch hour or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's. Uh, and in no way I, I force it on anybody to, to buy it. I, I sell it for market price. What markets out there? I don't want. I, I don't want honey. I don't want honey. I, let me take that back. I want honey for myself. I don't want stockpiles. Sure. I have no means of building a warehouse next year. You know, I, it went already too big for my bridges, as far as <laughs> I say. But you know, yeah. Um, I'm give a shout out to one of my number one customer works here at Newsbomb, Dave Lanford. I think he's bathing uh-huh. in the honey, but he's bought the most honey so far that one person can handle. <laughs> I mean, I, I I enjoy some honey, but I I don't like I don't go through it. Yeah, he I, I think he got it, but he got it for his relatives. I, I'm hoping. For gotcha. It. I mean, he's got enough to sustain anyway till next harvest, I do believe. But in that note, I don't know. I walked from just a short time. I talked with you yesterday afternoon out to the shop um i didn't even make across the, the walk here <laughs> i sold two of my bigger bottles to a driver um it happened that quick i wasn't promoting it he goes he just ha- i didn't even strike up the conversation he said what do you have what do you have in the box on it downhill from there i'm, I'm not gonna lie it's not a cat <laughs> the in the honey bag. sells yeah. itself it really does and it's amazing how it does i don't i don't throw a pitch i don't say hey you want to buy some of my honey you should buy some of my honey i don't have a pitch i don't force uh- it it's there. I, I feel bad if I had to ask somebody to buy it because they, they probably already know, oh, God, here comes that honey guy. I'm not going to buy any. I don't want to be mean. You know, I just don't ask. Sometimes I just don't ask. If you see me, ask me. I might. I haven't gotten used to the retrospect to keeping it in the truck. So yeah. Dave, Dave's horrible. You got any honey? No. Why don't no. you have some honey on? You should keep some honey on. Well, I was going to say, you, got, you should have a little bit of a stock with you when you go out. And I should. And I, that's the last thing I think of when I put all the stuff in my truck. And then I get five miles on her. I should. I should have. Well, once you add that third hive and fourth hive, after this you're podcast gonna have to. goes out, you know, I, I came on the <laughs> podcast thinking, you know, hey, get a hold of me if you want some honey. You know, using like Dave Lamford said, this would be a your, great your marketing phone's gonna be tool. Buzzing. No pun intended um, there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be funny, are we, Phil? Oh, boy. <laughs> Another singer. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, oh, on that note, we should probably wrap this up. But Yeah, definitely. But, but yeah, like I said, it, it kind of sells itself. And I came in the podcast going, well, I'm going to announce I got honey for sale. I, I'm, I'm nearly out of yeah. honey. And that just ventured from... Yesterday afternoon, I just walked from here over to the shop. The shop went like mad. Um, <laughs> Jake's a close comparison over there in the mechanics. And one of the mechanics, he bought a bunch of bunch of it. And I you've it, got I, a. You've I got thought a he was underselling me. I thought he was taking it up, selling the the market out in the out in the shop floor because he he bought some and then he came back and he bought some more. And then I was like, "Are you up selling me out in the shop?" <laughs> But uh, yeah, he's he's great. It was great. And it, buying and up it your was, stock and uh... it was just everybody. It wasn't just him. I mean, it, and it just kind of everybody just kind of got intrigued. It's like, what are you selling? What do you what do you got? What do you got? Yeah. I mean, Troy was in on it out in the, out in the main <laughs> shop. I mean, it's going really well. Cool. So, we will wrap it up. But yeah. that's that's awesome. Fascinating. 
lot lot going on there and I, we didn't even touch on the the, the woodworking aspect really no uh, anything there but um another time another time uh, another conversation but I, going back to some of the stuff you said earlier from your experience of driving really appreciate the insights that you had there fascinating here at the bees and, and doing that and um so for anybody out there that's been toying around with it you know yeah can they, can they call you I mean, they can do it. Just don't think you, there's there's a lot more to it. I just want to. Ask. You're you're, you're and, not considering yourself like, an expert here, but you, no, as a no novice, means. no there's some stuff um, that you've, you've. Yeah, it's not as easy. Gleaned, as it but looks. there's a lot to go into it. So just don't. Yeah. think, oh, we're just gonna do it. It's gonna I, be easy. I have no intentions of starting it up. I, I'm happy <laughs> to enjoy your spoils. Be educated. But, uh, be educated about it. If I could say that advice, be educated. If you're gonna start, I have no problems. You're not in competition with me. Just be educated about yeah. it. Don't just fly into it. Excellent. So, Mike. Thanks again. Thank Thanks you, for all you so. do here at Newsbomb. Yes, definitely. And, uh, so. It's always a joy to talk to you. Appreciate yeah. that. And uh, we'll see you around. All right. Thank you, Phil, Thanks, for Mike. having me. Yep. You've been listening to Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of Newsbomb Transportation. Newsbomb is an industry leader in over the road freight transportation. For more information on Newsbomb's award winning truckload services and top paying driving careers, Go to newsbomb.com or newsbombjobs.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Terminal Exchange. New episodes arrive every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts and share a little love by writing us a review. Then go deeper into each exchange or listen to previous episodes at our podcast page, terminalexchange.org.